Hey guys, this is Greg Denning, and you are in the School of Awesome Sauce, where I share with you amazing stories and strategies to help you live an extraordinary life. Hey guys, I have missed you the last few weeks, but I've been on an epic adventure, and I want to share that today. We had the opportunity and privilege, so I was uh, leading an expedition and we planned a big layover in Seoul, Korea. So I got to go into Seoul and explore a little bit of Korea and then spent a couple weeks leading an expedition into Mongolia, which was amazing. And I'm gonna share, I'll share some great life lessons from that trip. And then on the way home, we also planned a big layover in Beijing. And so we were able to get out of the airport early, go over to the Great Wall of China, which was so inspiring and so beautiful. It's one of my favorite places. It was it was amazing. China is amazing. Well, just Beijing. I always thought it was Beijing. It was so clean and so neat and just thriving and abundant and like growing and progressing, wow, it was awesome. And then, the, of course, Beijing and uh, the Forbidden City. What a work of wonder and glory and beauty and inspiration. In fact, on, the, on, on, that, on that note, we were able to visit multiple monasteries on the trip. And these monasteries were built, check this out, this is so cool. And maybe you've been to these old monasteries, you know this. But they're built without a single nail. Not a single nail. They're all form-fitted. So they build, they, they carve these pieces of wood so they fit together. And they do these little building blocks. And they've been, they've been up for hundreds of years. And they use different kinds of woods. And they, they carve them all out, fit them all together. And they build these incredible structures. Not a single nail. Not a single nail. I mean, that right there is such a, a great life lesson and inspiration of crafting something. Just just think through think through what, what that would take to to and a lot of it is hand carved, right? They've built long before power tools. But to build an entire beautiful structure, no nails, no screws. And it's just it, oh man, that's awesome. Just the the thought and the engineering and the planning and the, the detailed work to get into that and to make something just beautiful and wonderful that lasts for so long and is still inspiring people. Oh, what an, what an amazing thing. So we, we went into Mongolia, and for years and years and years, I have wanted to go to Mongolia. It's just, I've been so excited about it, fascinated with the history and the wonder and the beauty, the people, the, the animals, the country. Oh, it's so exciting and so cool. And you go in there and uh, it is, uh, from my understanding, uh, a couple of people told me it is the least densely populated country on the planet. I, I haven't verified that, but there, there are only 3 million people. Um, half of them live in the capital of Ulaanbaatar and the rest are kind of out in the countryside and they're spread out across this huge country. And like 25 to 30% of the people are still nomadic. They live in these yurts. They call them gears, G-E-R, the gear. Um, and they're out there. We got to go stay with them. Oh, so incredible. 
And so whenever we're going somewhere, whenever I'm, I'm traveling, we, we love to study uh, the history. And interestingly, we had just come across these biographies uh, a few years ago, and one of them was on Genghis Khan. And actually, you his name was Chingas with a C-H, Chingas Khan. And the K is silent, so it's Chingas Khan is how you pronounce that. And we, we call him, well, the, the best way is Genghis with the G, Genghis Khan, um, which is actually from a Persian. A Persian writer put it with a G. And then a lot of us say Genghis, uh, which is way off. <laughs> I did that for years. But... But I got this uh, this incredible biography, and my wife and I listened to it. It's called it's called Genghis Khan and the Making of the Modern World. I highly, highly recommend that book to you. Get a hold of it, listen to it. It is astounding. It'll change a lot of your perceptions and beliefs, and a lot of these false ideas that are going around about Genghis Khan. And and literally the biography he he points out how like our world, the freedoms. And the life we have today was literally and directly affected by what uh, Chinggis Khan did uh, during his empire. It literally had that much effect. So all those hundreds and hundreds of years ago, the things he did shaped our modern world. Now, I know that's a bold statement. When you listen to that biography, you're like, what? Like, it's so cool. And yeah, they did some crazy things and very different from, from what we think. And again, and here, let me share this kind of side note here. Let me share this principle. Every one of us has to be incredibly careful that we don't judge people and places and time periods by our current thinking. That's really dangerous. And I, and I used to do it a ton, and I, unfortunately, I still slip into it. We have to be so cautious and so careful. Um, it, it's easy for us in our, in our current conditions, our current standard, our current, current way of thinking, to say, oh, how, how could anyone do that or live that way or do those things? But that's a dangerous thing to judge other time periods and other people from our current way of thinking. Because in all likelihood, had we grown up in that uh, time period in those conditions, we would have thought and acted the same, right? When you, when you grow up in a world that literally is like, um, you, you, you fight or you die, then you learn how to fight or you die, <laughs> right? And it's, it's just fascinating. So great life lesson there. So listen to that biography, listen to it with an open mind and watch as it just blows your mind, the great leadership in the history. And so Rachel and I had listened to that years ago and that even just fueled the fire more to want to go to Mongolia. It's been on my bucket list, my life list for a long time. I thought, you know, I'm going to lead over a trip there. We're going to go have an unbelievable experience. And boy, did we ever have an experience. And, and just because the way I lead trips and the way I do life, I'm really engaged, really intentional, really deliberate, really spontaneous. Like whatever we do, we do full on. And because of that... Like we were able to have experiences that very few people do and in a way that very few people ever will. And that, that's just how I do trips. That's how I, that's how I lead things. That's how I live my life. And, it, and people notice it. The, the clients who came with me on the trip and the, the tour operators that we hired, you know, our drivers and guides and the people we interacted with, they, they were all just like, literally a guide said, 
we have never, ever had a group like this. And you're our favorite group of all time. In fact, I just got a message from yesterday. They're like, we're still over here just talking about you. We're so inspired and motivated. Thank you again. And we miss you. And like, and you guys, I'm not boasting. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying there's a way to do life differently. There's a way to live in our daily actions that we can be so engaged. And like literally, instead of just existing, we're really living. And instead of going through things transactionally, like most people do, they kind of go through the motions, you can have transformational experiences. And so a whole group of us can go into the same experience and I can walk out of there having had a, a totally different experience, um, amplified, you know, increased. What, what are all those words? I'm just the vocabulary to try to describe this and articulate this. Like, if you'll turn on life from the inside out, you'll be able to create and have experiences and opportunities that, that very few people ever will. I mean that. And it's hard to articulate and explain. But when you turn it on, maybe you know what I'm talking about. You've had those experiences. When you turn it on, when you turn on your life and you activate your mind and your emotions and your spirit and you walk into something fully present and completely turned on, like turn, you know, because a lot of us are just walking around off. We're turned off, right? We're just going around and somebody has switched off or we, their life has just, Put off that power switch and we're just walking zombies. But when you turn it on and you go into something, whoa, it's incredible. And so I'll share some, I'll share some stories throughout the next, um, you know, a few podcasts and things. I, I couldn't possibly give you an entire update in just one episode, but we went over there and we went a few days early. And so we got to go to their, what they call their Nadam festival and see the richness and beauty of the culture, the traditions, just this pride and this toughness of being a Mongol and how they do life. And, and to see their, 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 their clothes, the traditional clothes and their costumes. And, and the Nadam Festival is this big competition where they, they race horses and these are these horses are something else. We got to ride them, but they these horses are known for their endurance. They they do races over there, right? Check this out. We went and we saw the races. They do races that are close to fifty kilometers. That's somewhere over thirty miles. That's a long running race for a horse. But this is what they're bred for. That's what they're known for. They do these horse races and the kids riding, check this out. The kids that were riding this one race we saw, were the kids were between the ages of three and seven. The riders, the riders of these horses, and their, their race was like 24 kilometers or something like that, maybe eight, 16, 18 miles, and the riders are three to seven. Now, I know some of you are like, <gasps> how could they? That's irresponsible. That's crazy. <laughs> and again, we're like, we're judging a time and a place and a people by our own standards. But these kids grow up on horses. 
Like they are so comfortable and so competent on their horses. And when we're out in the countryside, that's how they get around. That's how they go see their friends. That's how they get their work done. That, that is their mode of transportation on their horse. And they're riding horses. A three-year-old would be riding and guiding its own horse. And it's controlling that thing. It's in charge. And the kids, like, uh, we saw them just laying on their horses, standing on their horses, turning around, goofing with their friends on their horses, stepping from horse to horse. I mean, they were so comfortable and so competent. It was beautiful. And that's one of the first life lessons I want to share there. Like, if we get our kids immersed, like, deeply, truly immersed in something from the get-go, they're so comfortable with it. And they can develop so much competence, especially if there's a culture of, hey, let's be really great at this. And so in your family, if you have a culture of let's be great at this, this is what we do, this is how we do life, and you introduce your children from a very early age, it'll happen. And that's the whole idea of the Suzuki method of music, right? And so if you introduce your children to books or to music, or to travel, like in our case. Like the big ones in our family are, are music, books, and travel, and languages. And if you do that from an early age, wow, it makes, it makes learning and mastery so much easier and so much, with, so much more within reach for our children. And that was a great lesson I saw there. But a little interesting side note here, let me throw this out. This is why I love travel so much, because you get exposed you get exposed to things that just blow your mind that we literally do not comprehend. And I don't, I don't comprehend this. I saw it with my own eyes and I don't comprehend it. In fact, um, this was, man, this was like six or seven years ago. Rachel and I read about it and even reading it, we're like, what? Is that even possible? And we read about it and we tried it. Um, but then I actually saw it in person and here's what it is. I got over there. The Mongolians, um, they, they love children. They love families. In fact, they told me multiple times. I, I kept telling how much I admired their family culture. And they literally said, multiple of you said, look, family is the most important thing for Mongolian people. There's nothing more important than family. Oh, what a beautiful thing. What a beautiful thing. And, they, and it, it shows. It radiates from them. They love family. And... They actually, uh, on the flight back, I sat next to uh, this woman who, she got some kind of scholarship to come get a, a doctorate degree in the United States in New York City, went back, started a small private school, and has now become a very large private school, and she is just rocking it, and she was chosen, she went and met the Dalai Lama, has been chosen to implement his new curriculum, which beautifully, hello, like this is so awesome. The Dalai Lama is focusing on uh, emotional, mental, and social emphasis, right? That, that's exactly what, what I do in my classes for youth and my classes for parents and the, and the coaching and, and mentoring that I'm doing. And you guys, a little side note here, I'm just ramping up coaching, extraordinary family life coaching, because we all, we all need a coach. You need a coach. I have coaches. We all need coaches to help us do life at our absolute very best. I'm ramping that up. And if that's, if that's something that you're interested in, you're ready to take your life to a new level, shoot me a message. 
So, so anyways, I met this lady. She's going to be one of the pilots. She met the Dalai Lama. She's going to be the pilot for his new program. But I, I'm, I was flying, just incredible conversation um, into Beijing. But she told me uh, that this is how much they honor families over there. She said the, the, the mothers get awards. And they get awards from the government. They go downtown to the main square in the capital. And the government like hands out awards to mothers. And they get different levels of awards as they have more children. And so now I think it's like two children and four children, and I think eight children, six children, eight children or something. And so when I told her, you know, when I told her how many kids we had, we have seven kids, she was like, wow, amazing. Your wife's like a top level mom. And, and it's this huge deal. They, they make it a massive deal to be, you know, an upper level mother. What an incredible lesson to honor. I guess that's the big, the other big life lesson here. To honor motherhood that much. They, that, that's where we ought to put in our focus. We ought to be awarding moms. But the, I mean, that's where we ought to be getting our certifications and our degrees and our achievements in family life. And motherhood. How would our culture be different? Let me just throw this question out there and let you answer it. How would our culture be different if we honored mothers that way? Whoo, let that sink in. I love it. And so here's, here's that unique thing I was telling you about. I'm coming back to it. I noticed there's babies everywhere, lots of kids, and I noticed no diapers at all. None. No diapers on the babies. Okay, tons of babies, tons of toddlers, no diapers. Now, with our thinking, because most of us, we don't know anything else. We're like, whoa. When you have a baby, you put a diaper on it. That's, that's all we know, right? We don't know any differently. And we think that's the way. And we think, oh, if you don't have a diaper on your baby, whoa, there's just got to be messes all the time. There's just going to be peeing and pooping and making disaster. Oh, that's disgusting. Oh, terrible. Because that's our way of thinking. That's the box we're in right now. That's our reality. And we don't know any different. Here's what blew my mind. And this is what we'd studied years ago. Uh, we'd read about it, studied it, and, and, tr and tried it. But then I got to see it in action, you guys. No diapers. So we're out, we're out staying with these families. We're in the middle of nowhere. We drive for hours and hours and hours out into the steppe. And you're out there just in the wilderness, and there's these um, yurts or gears. And we, we got to stay with the local families. We got to see their day in and their day out. We got to see their life, we got to, which is one of the most sacred privileges, I think, in life, is to be able to stand on that sacred ground of stepping into the life of another human being and, and being there as a guest to see and experience their world as they live it. Oh, it's so precious, so precious. And so I noticed that these babies did not have diapers, and so I watched. I love kids, and I have little kids, and I have a little. I have a daughter that uh, she's not wearing diapers anymore. But she, we're just getting her off in the last few months. So I, I, this has been on my mind, and I watched and I observed, and somehow, in a way that is incomprehensible to me, mother and baby have this beautiful, sensitive connection to each other. And mama knows when the baby needs to go to the bathroom. I can't explain it, but I saw it. 
I read about it years ago and I saw it with my own eyes again and again and again. I saw it multiple times. Mama and baby just know when to do the bathroom thing. And it was amazing. They were holding a baby or do, doing something and they, oh, they would just stop, step away and just, you know, drop their pants and they would just tinkle in there. And a lot of them made this little sound. And we'd read about this when we studied, but they made this sound, they made this shh, shh. They just make this little sound to the baby and the baby will go tinkle. In fact, we were, we were in the, we were at the Nadam festival there was tons of people around and mama knew this little baby needed to go. And so she kind of stepped aside to a little corner and she just had a little styrofoam cup or something, a little paper cup that she got from a restaurant. And she knew the baby needed to go. So she stepped over the corner. She made this sh sound and she just caught the pee in the little cup and then just threw it away. And I was like, what? This is incredible. I, I can't explain it, but I saw it and I know it's real. And it's a beautiful thing. Again, another life lesson. Like what are the things that exist that work that we just don't know about? We've, we, it's not a part of our culture. It's not, we've never been taught. I mean, and I'm sure there's more and more things. As, we, as I travel the world, I see this all the time. But what, what don't we know? What things are out there that's actually like a, a better way to live that we're not even aware of? We don't know what we don't know. And what, what sensitivities have we lost or what capabilities are lying dormant in us because we've never been exposed to them? Isn't that, isn't that a beautiful idea? Isn't that astounding? I love to ask myself that. Greg, what, what don't you know? What gifts, talents, abilities, what spiritual intuitions, what power of the mind or the emotions are lying dormant? You have... You have total access and power, but you don't know how to tap into them yet. You've not been exposed to it. You've not been taught or trained. You've not developed that, that sensitivity to that thing. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> Man, I love this stuff. I love it. All right, so I, I, I want to share, as I was over there, I was taking notes and writing. Just each day was a wonder. Each day was an absolute wonder. And we got to go, you guys, we got to go paragliding, right? And none of their groups have ever done it before. And I said, you know what? Let's go paragliding. Let's do it. We, we all went paragliding and faced our fears. And oh, it was incredible. And got up in the wind and flying over the mountains in the city. Oh, it was incredible. So in paragliding, we got to ride on these Mongol and horses. We got to ride yaks. We got to ride camels in the, the sand dunes out there, and, and we did a bunch of backflips. Everyone's doing backflips off the steep, beautiful sand dunes. And if, if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, I'm going to share all these pictures and videos of our adventures. It was so incredible. Li literally life-changing. Literally life-changing for me and, and for my two children I took and for the youth and the adults that came with us. And the feedback I got, they told me like, hey, this is, one of the, this is one of the greatest experiences of my life, right? And every day we had a theme that we discussed in the morning and thought about and discussed throughout the day. And then, you know, devotionals in the evening, we read these incredible essays together and discussed them. We had, you know, these devotionals. Uh, and it just made it truly transformational for us. Life-changing. It was so awesome. But I, I wanted to share... 
an, an attempt to articulate this this experience two, two experiences one we we took these horses so we drove forever on the roughest roads we're riding in these russian vans and they are they're they're pretty amazing uh, they go anywhere they're just kind of really simple you like you can rebuild them out in the desert but they're tough they're crossing rivers through the mountains on these rough roads for hours and hours and hours and hours a couple of days driving and then we get on horses and we rode for several hours up into this place they call it the eight lakes region and these they have these eight beautiful lakes they say they're all connected underground but it's this beautiful beautiful mountain range and there, the lakes and streams and trees, and the weather was perfect. These rainstorms would come in the afternoon and just dump and then clear out. And so you've got you got the sun, sunrises and sunsets. Uh, we're all riding these these Mongol ponies. That are just they're kind of half wild, man. <laughs> they're just full of energy and we're running we're galloping and trotting and running across the step the horses are nipping each other and bucking and we're we're crossing through streams and mud holes and, and just i'm trying to articulate the, the extraordinary experience of being on horseback with friends and family in the middle of nowhere running across this valley as the sun's setting over the mountain range and, and the goats out there and the yaks and the horses and a couple of, of yurts and the nomadic families kind of just living their life. And you're, you're just experiencing this wonder and this exhilaration, this feeling so alive. Oh, and then this hilarious thing, our, our a horse guide, Batra, who owns the horses, somehow he got a hold. They love karaoke in Mongolia. Somehow he got a hold of this golden, this big golden microphone. It's like a karaoke microphone. And he's just singing into that thing while we're, while we're running on the horses. He's just singing, and he doesn't speak any English. He's just singing these beautiful songs in, in Mongolian. We're just laughing, and oh, man, it's having this absolute blast. And, and feeling like y you get these moments, my friends, and I hope you have these often. I hope you plan them into your life. I hope you make them happen. I hope you'll come on trips with me. But we've got to have these moments where if, if, and it's hard to describe. Unless you've felt it, unless you've experienced it, it's hard to describe. It's hard to explain it to other people. But when you have an adventure like this, it literally feels like you have stepped out of your life into another life. You, you feel like you're in a different world. And the things you would think about in your daily routines and all the things you, you worry about and work on and go through and all blah, 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 blah. You're, everything you know, all of a sudden you just stop and you're like, what? You, you don't think about those things. You don't do those things. It's, you just, you pause and it's not like it's, uh, pause, I'll come right back. It's like, I've stepped out of it into another life. And it, and it feels like a time warp and a life warp. And it's one of the most beautiful experiences and it's a perfect pattern interrupter, an opportunity 
to reevaluate your life and everything you're doing and who you are and how you're doing life and to go out there and feel so alive and so invigorated and so challenged and fed and nourished mentally and emotionally and spiritually and socially and educationally and just culturally just woo, right? it's oh i'm having a hard time even articulating this but it changes you and that's why i do these trips and that's why i do them the way i do them and i do them in a way that's that's so unique I don't, I don't know of any other group or other people that, that does trips like this, the way I do trips, especially international trips. It literally is life-changing. And near the last days, I'll wrap up with this, near the last uh, day of the trip, we went into a national park called Trelege, and we stayed with the local family living up in there. And it's, it's one of the most picturesque places I've ever been. These beautiful green hills with these massive peaks and rock outcroppings, really unique rock outcroppings, just popping out of the, the, the valley. And we're sitting there. We were tired. We'd driven a long day. And, and I, but I still had to get back in the saddle. So we, we took the horses again. Um, a few of the youth and we took the horse and went and ran ran across the valley oh it was amazing it was so amazing but we get back and we're just kind of going for a walk we have this beautiful dinner eating these meals again stepping into the life of other people and and that evening they were um butchering a goat or a sheep and they invited us to to watch and the whole family sat down. They all worked together, and they processed the entire thing. And I mean the entire thing. There's no wasting, right? They eat all of it. They use all of it. There's there, there's no wasting of an animal. And that's that was their normal for them. Every week they slaughter one of their sheep or goats, and that sustains them. They most of the Mongolian people live on meat and yogurts and milks and cheeses. So we got to. We had to try the fermented mare's milk that I'd read about so many years ago and the cheeses and meats and all kinds of amazing stuff. And, and we had yak milk one morning, warm yet fresh yak milk. Oh, it was, it was fantastic. So anyways, we got to see them process that, which was, which was an, an adventure and experience and education. And I'd seen it before similarly in Guatemala and other places I'd been. But to watch this family all sit down, everybody has their role, everybody has their part, and every week they do it so they can eat. Right? They, they do everything as a family. It's survival as a family. Everyone in the family has a role. They all help with the family you know, do what needs to be done. It's incredible. Well, in the morning, we got up and had our little... Um, you know, a little breakfast of some granola and yogurt and some fruit. And then they invited us over for their traditional breakfast. And they'd taken all the innards and they'd boiled them up. And that, I mean, that was a real delicacy. That was a treat for them. That, you know, that morning after the slaughter, like, to have all those things, they they have, I guess we call it maybe blood sausage, and heart and liver and the skin and the stomach and the intestines and and all the innards that most of us don't ever touch, <laughs> they were just thrilled, so excited. So the sun's coming up. They invite me over, 
And so I go and I sit down with them, and they're just laughing and enjoying the morning. And we're sitting on these little plastic stools in a circle around this little plastic bowl full of all the boiled innards. And everybody's, there's a couple knives there, and everybody's just cutting off chunks of whatever and then chewing on it and laughing and, and just having a fantastic time. And just to sit there as the sun's warming our backs. And we're enjoying this gorgeous morning, and I'm their honored guest, you know, sharing their delicacies with me and, and explaining what the, the parts, parts and pieces and why they like them, why they love them, and, and just, you know, add their questions to me and my questions to them through the translation and sometimes through charades because uh, very, actually very few people speak English in Mongolia. And just to be sitting there in that moment, on sacred space outside of their little gear knowing that in a couple days I would be back in you know what what literally really is the lap of luxury like our life here in the United States and in, in these the big cities and the developing countries are just so much luxury and so much complexity their lives are incredibly simple and so to sit there in their total simplicity and minimalism and essentialism, the sun on our backs, laughing, smiling, connecting, sharing a moment of life together in the innards of a goat or a sheep, man, it was special. It was special. It was humbling. It was inspiring. It was motivating. It was a great reminder to me and for all of us, and I wanted to share that, like, how are we doing life? And I want to ask and invite all of you to pause, pause today. Thanks for listening to this. Thanks for, thanks for always listening to the podcast, and thanks for sharing it. Share, share these messages. Share these. Share the, the podcast, the episodes, and share my YouTube videos, and just share them. Let's share this message. Let's. The goal here is that we all live our live life to our very best, our best selves. And it's all going to be unique and different. Right? We're all going to do life very differently. But we have to be deliberate and intentional about it. We have to be living our own unique journey and purpose, not just drifting along, not just going through the motions, not just following society's scripts, but stopping, having little pattern interruptions and massive pattern interruptions. To stop and ask, how's life going? How am I doing? Is this the life I intended to live? Is this the life I thought I would live? Is this the life I want to live? And wherever you are, celebrate being there. It's okay. You're in the right spot. You're there because you're there. If you want to make some changes, get really, get serious about it and, and make those changes. If you want to be a different person or do life differently, change. Make the shifts. Don't, no, no reason to beat yourself up. Just celebrate where you're at, where you've come from. And say, you know what? I think I want to do life differently. I want to do life a little bit better. I want to be a certain kind of person. I want to live a certain kind of life. And then take the steps to make that happen. And I walked away from Mongolia with all kinds of great life lessons and reminders and new commitments to be my best self. And to reprioritize, to recommit to putting family first and life first. 
And remember that so much of what we think is so important is merely just a distraction. It's just, just things that are going on, you know, things that we don't know any different. It's just been a part of our life since we were born. And it's just, it's just busy. It's just social conditioning. It's just all this stuff going on. But that's not really life. Life is about being a, a human being and connecting with other human beings, striving to be happy, be kind, be generous, to be good, and to enjoy life. Really just enjoy life. Not, not in the entertainment sense, but in the, the inner peace of just, ah, it's just good to be alive. You guys are awesome. Love you. Share these things. Live deliberately. Remember, awesome is always an option. Reach upward. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. I hope you got a lot of value out of it and found some things that you can apply to your life right away. Hey, I'm, I'm being totally sincere when I say I, I, I live to help you live your extraordinary life. So I hope you'll reach out to me if you have any questions or let me know how I can help you in any important area of your life. And in fact, you know, this, this podcast is brought to you by the School of Awesome Sauce monthly coaching program. Take advantage of that. Get in there. It's the best way to get a breakthrough to the next level so you can level up your health, your spirituality, your emotions, your mind, your relationships, your finances, business, every part of your life. Just get in there where you have a, a coach and a mentor. You have a supportive community to make things happen. So, so jump in there. Take advantage of this. Try it out. Get in there with us and level up your life. See you on the inside. Reach upward.